Hey everybody, how's it going? This is uh, episode numero dos of the Random Nades podcast. We now got the logo. Random Nades. Random Nades. Over there. Logo. Yeah, literally, I was just like uh, at work and I was like, I need to like, I wanted to make a logo. I don't want to pay a guy to, for, to make a logo. I was just during lunch and I was like Googling imaging stuff. Good save, bro. And then uh, noticed just a picture of like a grenade exploding. I'm like, oh, we could probably do something with that. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I, just like, just get like a sphere exploding with a little shrapnel. And then I was like, okay, um, well, I want our name in it or something. Yeah. And so I just found like- Dude, that's what I had in mind. Yeah, so I just, I just found the Call of Duty font online. And then, uh, yeah, random Nate's podcast. And then I try to make it more dynamic by having all like the things different sizes. I don't know. It looks pretty cool. It looks good. No, yeah. Well like done, it. sir. Well done. So yeah, today uh, we're gonna focus more on uh, the CWL champs. We'll look at some of the lineups here and uh, make some predictions. Gia. And uh, Gia. maybe just some general opinions on what we expect to happen. Yeah, but I guess to start off, Mr. Diaz. Yeah, how was your weekend? The weekend was pretty good. I um, got a podcast, or sorry, I got a stream out yesterday. Played some Destiny with. Uh, I know I was there with my boy Steven. <laughs> yeah, some people didn't know, man. No, I'm just saying. I know I was there. So yeah, I got you. Playing some, uh, yeah, played some Destiny. Wanted to work on. Uh, Getting the triumphs done because the, the new season starts in September and you know Steven's a completionist so I'm trying to help oh, him yeah. out with that and uh, yeah yesterday we were trying to go for uh, Whisper of the Worm and uh, this bow or whatever both from the Dreaming City and it was a goddamn <laughs> goddamn nightmare I was, that's why I was smiling I was like now how mad did you get <laughs> yeah, it was a nightmare, man. Just like, just because me and him usually just play as a duo, and like yeah. a lot of those levels, they're so complicated that you're almost meant to have a full fire team. Which There's is, only one more which, guy, though, right? There's only one more guy, yeah. yeah. And like, there is a triumph for doing it solo, so there needs to be obviously some sort of strategy that you can do where you can it, actually complete it. You can actually complete it. So. I was getting frustrated just because we had the duo and like we st were struggling, struggle city. <laughs> and I'm like, how is so, so many times I think I went off being like, how can a person do this by themselves? How? And like, I understand certain classes in destiny are like meant to run solo. Like warlock has like a void class with like a, uh, with an extra powerful grenade and Nova bomb. That's kind of what the warlocks use. I'm not too familiar with the hunters or Titans use as like their go-to solo uh setup but from what i understood basically people were using snipers and scout rifles the whole time and it took them like an hour and a half to do the mission hmm. but uh yeah it took me and steven an hour and a half to do it yeah you were each time and we you were to, not happy and i was laughing it, and we had to do it twice yeah yeah so it was a little, it was a little annoying i thought that was so funny yeah, I, I I was trying to make myself laugh laugh by uh, blaming Reggie, the uh, community manager. 
Oh yeah, because he was the one telling you guys how to do it, or showing everybody how to do it. No, that was the one showing everybody how to do it. But uh, Reggie, uh, especially in Destiny One, was just always blamed for all of Destiny's problems. Even Uh. he was just the community manager (laughs) and has nothing to do with how the game is designed or developed. (laughs) But he was the only one that always got the backlash because he was the only one communicating to the community. Yeah. So yeah, there were so many times on like uh, live streams that destiny was hosting that reggie would be like i'm not responsible for the gameplay uh if you have any complaints forward it to our production team <laughs> poor reggie that's why you a poor guy dude yeah he's he, trying to be uh a... it's not like you'd ever hear that anyways and if he did that'd be scary no that's fun though but uh yeah otherwise had some fun with that and then on friday we played some apex and that was a little oh, bit yeah. frustrating too. Dude, I had no energy in my body. <laughs> you I were, got home from work. It's funny. You say you had no energy, but you were feisty on Friday. Yeah, I was. You I, know, I was tired, man. Like, I, think I got home were... from work, and I knew you were going to start streaming around 6. And I got home, I want to say, like, just after 5. And, like, showered. And I was sitting there. And I was like, you know, like, I'm ready for today. And then, like... 5.30, just from sitting there the whole time, it was like my brain shut off and my body was like, oh, we're ready for bed. So, like, I was sitting there at 5.30 like, do I need to go to take a nap? Like, what am I doing? I'm so tired. I'll be honest, on Fridays, I get off at 2.30 and I have to, like, use every, like, fiber in my brain to, like, make sure I don't fall asleep because I want to so bad. But yeah, your body, like... I don't know about for you, but my body gets used to being at rest when I'm at rest, and then the minute my body like slows down, my brain's like, "Oh, he's getting ready to go to sleep." Yeah, and you know that happened to me at 5 p.m. and I was like, "Oh shit!" And I'm not a big nap taker. Normally, I just try to power through it. That way, I get like, like when I go to sleep, it's not like a struggle to fall asleep because I had a nap two hours earlier or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, I was. I, I just was, had a good time because like you were tired, and that resulted in you being very agitated. And there was a lot of like you being upset at uh, the random person that would bro. join our squad. Oh my god, man! <laughs> I don't understand how in 2019 people can be that bad at video games, especially if you're young. That's all we do. Like I think traditional sports in schools now stuff's becoming less and less popular like i'm sure they still play you know sports and stuff but i feel like when we were in school like middle school when we were younger middle school to high school playing video games wasn't necessarily the norm a lot of people like it was kind of like i want to say like more 50 50 back then because like video games were very popular like call of duty was exploding and then yeah, i feel like now there's no way that the ratio is the same. It has to have gone more to the side of video games and less traditional sports and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't know what's going on really. I mean, yeah, don't I, have kids. So. <laughs> what, what ended up happening for us really is just like that random person. Maybe they're like, maybe they have the capacity to handle a one v one situation, but strategically, they would just take off. Dude, nothing pissed me off more than when it was. There's two squads left, and if anybody's played Apex Legends, you know two squads means one squad because you're the other squad. Yeah. Like, that's how BRs do it. They add you into the total. So you have to know that going into a BR. Now, if you don't know that, 
you should learn pretty quickly. It's pretty easy to understand when it says two teams left, you get into a fight, you lose, and the other guys are the winners. You're like, oh, yeah, two squads wasn't two other squads. It's us and somebody else. And we were in this building with me, you, and our random. And I was like, okay, we're in, like, we're in a pretty good spot. Like, my loadout was okay. I had, I think I had blue armor. You had, you had blue armor, and then our buddy had purple. Our buddy had the best shit. Yeah, that's the That f pisses me off to begin with. Dude, don't take the best shit. You're solo. Dude, if, you're, if you take the best shit, I expect you to be a fucking monster. Well, maybe Otherwise, they, maybe they like, take the good shit just so they can survive because they're not Okay, now I, I understand that. Yeah. <laughs> and then this happens when we're in the final two teams. And I go outside the... Like, I walk to a door, look through the glass, and go, Oh shit, that's a guy looking at me. So then I ran out the back door and I was like, you know, I'm naturally the first guy in kind of aggressive style of player. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go out there and start start dealing damage, start start tagging people. So the guy looked through in the glass, I ran out the back door, shot him, broke his shields. So he's backing down. You heard me fighting, ran out to help me shoot. Yeah. Second guy came, we broke his shields, and I was trying to finish him, and then the third guy came around, shot me in the side, and then you beamed the third guy, and then I was like, we're in a fantastic spot here. I was like, I know for a fact that I broke two people's shields. Yeah. I was like, Matt definitely got the third guy very weak. So if our third buddy just comes in and does a hundred damage, there's a very good chance we win. Yeah. And where was he? When I'm downed, I turn around and look, and he's camping in the corner of the building we were just in. Healing. No, he was full health. He was just sitting there. Oh, I'm thinking of the other guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just sitting there with purple fucking armor, and I'm like, bro, we're both dead. Yeah, he's terrified, hiding in the building. And then Matt crawls back into the building, and the guy doesn't revive him. He's just standing there looking at him like, Oh, hey, man, yeah, you know, you fucked up going out there. You should have stayed in here with okay, me. I, and, and you know what? To his respect, I get if you are a good player, you're not going to go for the revive right away because there's, I think there's, two, there's still two people running around. I think there was all three of them, but they were all very weak. Yeah. Like, none of them stopped to heal. No, either SMG or shotgun would have cleared them all out. Yeah. And like, I don't know what that kid was doing, but he sat there and like, didn't help us when the guys were weak and then thought, you know what, dude, I'm going to take a 1v3 in this building. And what happened? All three dudes just ran up the same flight of fucking stairs and shot him right in the face. Yeah, just trained. Yeah. They just all ran at him. And I was like... And that's how you win a game in Apex Legends when it's one v one or well team v team. Yeah, it's like it doesn't get easier. But to our point, if you would have joined in the fight at the beginning with us, we would, we probably would have won. Yeah, the outcome would have been different because he would have been behind you or me. He, he had the balcony on the on the building. He could have just opened the door. Yeah, and beamed everybody from an elevated position. Yeah, I'm not. There's like and like not to go on this conversation for too long. Well, like, there's a clip that I'm probably gonna have to put on Instagram of like uh, I was playing Lifeline, and I put I, I call in my my uh, care package, opening up purple armor, fucking random buddy oh, yeah, comes, comes in, in and just swiper no swiping, just fucking jacks my purple armor, and I've never been so mad in You're my like, life. Hey, asshole, 
Oh, I picked Lifeline for a fucking reason. Give oh. me my shit. It was so funny because I meleeed him, shot him, and I'm like, and on my mic, I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> and and I'm, I'm the only one you're talking to. I'm like, what do you mean, man? I'm, I'm looking around for people. Like, yeah, it, what was really funny is why I got to post it is the guy just like looked at me, dropped the purple, picked up the blue, and walked away. And I was like, yeah, you better. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, mad. It doesn't make sense, man. If yeah. you, if you like... It's just, if I you want it, that shit, be lifeline. Yeah, I just think in general, there's there's got to be a little bit of class in these BRs. Like, if you and I'm bad for this too. If uh, if your teammate downs a guy and kills him, he should have first share at that care package. Unless he's like, dude, I'm good. I'm not picking up anything else. Then go there. Well, like, I feel but like the lifeline for sure, or any sort of class or sort of character that has like a care package. If it's yours and it's part of your special ability, you get first dibs at whatever. Bro, if there. it's your special ability, you should have the ability to like not share the loot. Yeah. Like you should like there should be a setting on your lifeline or whatever, or a button you have to press after or like a button sequence you have to press after the uh the care package drops to allow your teammates to share. Obviously enemies should be able to grab it whenever because they're enemies yeah well apex but like apex very easy wait for the carrot package to drop watch lifeline do a lap and as soon as they walk away it's first come first serve yeah that's what i mean like and sometimes if there's good shit and i don't want it i'll ping it yeah because like that's that's what should have to happen you should yeah. have to ping it to allow it to be used by a teammate yeah or something because otherwise like that that's your stuff like you, like if I use my special, you don't get any advantage from it. No, nope. it's all for me. Then literally everyone other, every other character's special is either a attack, an attack or a defense. Yeah. So it's not like, oh hey, can you lend me, can you lend me your airstrike because you're Bangalore? Yeah, toss it over. Yeah, yeah. Like I think the only one, well, I mean, it's a pretty, it's a very useful specialist, but it's pretty underwhelming. What it does is Pathfinder. The zipline, I mean, we can all use it. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not really, like, it's it's good to have, but it's not, like, when you see a zipline, you're like, oh, shit, he has zipline. You're like, oh, okay. He might be able to get on top of something quick. Yeah, definitely, like, Pathfinder, Pathfinder, Watson, they're all just, like, strategy-based uh, characters mm -hmm. where you don't just go run and gun. You try to, like, get into... An advantageous position whether it's yeah. like up on top or in a bunker where you set up all your laser wires and stuff but like yeah no it's just frustrating and i wish the br community just had a little bit more class where dude stop came. thirsting me in blackout i'm fucking pissed <laughs> yeah thirsting's there's thirsting's brutal too like bro do you have a gun yet and you're thirsting me uh, all right okay yeah i don't understand it because like the point system makes no difference no dude there's like there's no point there's no points like I don't know, man. It's yeah. just that's a whole. Let other, me fucking revive my teammates. Then. That's a whole nother conversation for another time. Yeah, true. but for now, we should probably get to the CWL champ stuff here. You want to dive right in, dude? I think we should dive right in because I mean that's going to be the main focus of today's podcast, at least. Hey, what if I run out of shit to say? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't know. Our last podcast was a little bit long. It's taking me. It's going to take some time for me to edit that true. one. Um, so I guess we start by. Did you want to look at the Instagram pool? We'll start there when we're ready to talk. But um, how familiar are you with the whole thing? 
So for me, I've been watching, I'll be honest, I've been watching the CWL tournaments since uh, probably March. Okay. Because you kind of introduced them to me. Yeah, no, I'm because a degenerate. I was trying to, I've been trying to get good at first person shooters mm -hmm. and specifically Call of Duty because I want to get, I want to try my hand on playing Modern Warfare that comes out pretty soon here. Word. And so oh, I touched it. you're like, well, some of the best things to do is just look at what the pros are doing. And then, uh, yeah, copy and paste, copy, paste, copy, paste and adjust. Like if, you know, if you see that they're doing something like, and like a lot of people are doing it, you're like, okay, there's a reason they're doing it. Yeah. So then you add it to your, uh, repertoire. Uh, yeah. Add it to the, to the Rolodex of what you're good at. And then like. You just adjust like if certain things within that don't fit the way you play or whatever then you you know you just take nuggets from everybody doing doing everything and then no eventually you form your own shit and like funny enough like it was almost like every weekend had something going on whether it was cwl specifically or just like a pro league tournament yeah there was always something going on oh, almost, pros are always streaming almost, too, like, and pros are always streaming too so yeah i was watching since march and there's a couple teams that i'm familiar with but like basically uh the top two that i've always been keeping my eye on is uh optic gaming and 100 thieves yeah i feel like that's most of the world knows yeah knows those well like 100 thieves i heard about even before cwl because i'm a big fan of uh jack courage jd yep and he recently joined 100 thieves but i mean that speculation was, 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 was formerly he was probably informally an 100 thieves member for probably a year and a half because he was living at their house <laughs> yeah well he started yeah he started on optic and then the minute uh he didn't say he was leaving optic right away but he kept telling hex who's the ceo yeah that he's always wanted to live in la and like that's where he sees himself ending up yeah and 100 thieves is the biggest team that's based out of la where's, so, where's optic based out of they're in texas they're in texas yeah. okay so uh yeah so the minute he said uh you know i see myself being in la everybody in his twitch chat was like yeah 100 thieves courage 100 thieves courage and then yeah he started living there streaming out of the house and everybody's like yeah with we know where you are yeah with, <laughs> with nate shot walking in the background being like yo what's up homie yeah, and we know like, exactly where you are what is going on here dude yeah but yeah no that's funny and then like certain teams as i continue watching I've been pretty impressed by like face clan is doing their thing uh eu united didn't even realize they won they, they won the fucking yeah they won playoffs no they were they're awesome and then like um i believe it's like luminosity their captain was like a very notorious cod player i mean you go down the list every every top team in every pool has very good players on it even a bunch of the second teams in each pool they're like yeah. call of duty's getting more and more stacked as time goes on it's more and more like people are seeing the money in it people are jumping in and there's some kids out there that are yeah fucking but i'm so like i'm looking at this good. like official pool right now on instagram we're just looking at the cod world league's instagram and uh yeah, there's actually some teams that I, you probably know, but I don't think I've ever seen their names in any of the tournaments that I've watched. Well, here's the thing. 
So the top two teams in every single pool. So the like the way it happens is based on your placing at previous events, you you get a seed. So if you win the last event, you're first seed. You're the best team in the game. Yeah. E United is the best team in the game. Second place was Gen G. Now you can see where Gen G is in pools. Yeah. E United's top of pool A. Gen G came in second. They're top of pool B. Phase came in third. They're top of pool C. Reciprocity came in fourth. They're top of pool D. So it goes all the way down. So the top eight teams, like E United was one, Gen G two, Phase three, all the way down to Splice. So came the top eighth. eight teams each became the, uh, the top of their own respective yeah. pools. So the top eight teams can't play each other in pools because that'd be kind of stupid. So then nine through sixteen are all the second uh, tier teams, but they get random drawn into pools now. I believe. I think that's how it worked. So if you're second place in any division, you may end up in pool A through H. If you 9 through 16th place. Sorry, 9 through 16th yeah. place. You'll end up with a second seed in one of the pools, and I'm pretty sure those ones are drawn. No. So like, there's the, sure. so like basically there's the capacity for the team that got 16th to be in the number two pool or in num be number two in pool A with EU United. Correct. Okay. And then every single third and fourth place team all came from open bracket, which open bracket is you buy a team pass, like you and I could do it. You buy a team pass, as long as you meet the qualifications, you go to the event and you play. Okay. And the open bracket is its own separate tournament from the actual tournament. And that's not playing open league on just on console. You actually have to go to the tournament. Yeah, it's no, it's a LAN environment. Like they do the same thing that the pros are doing, just okay. on like so. Like pros are playing on this bracket, open brackets playing down here. So all these teams, and there's a grand finals champion for open bracket, which was the boys, I believe. Yeah. So like, just to go on a small tangent here, because like obviously there's that open league mode in Black Ops Four. What's the benefit of playing that other than practice? Like, there's no. Like the World League mode in within the game? Within the game. There's no, it's just it gets you familiar with the competitive rule set and that's it. Okay. So you like you learn how to play under the competitive rule set and then you get ranked because of it. So they're not even they're not even so they're obviously they're not taking uh, like the top teams from that multiplayer and then inviting them to compete in these tournaments. No, because the top people in that aren't teams. It's all individual. Oh. So unless they added in a way to uh show up as a team in there and had like a team ranking then maybe there'd be room for that but that would be more for yourself like you would if you're playing that and there was some sort of team rank thing because black ops 2 had that they had a team ranked and a, and a solo rank yeah so uh that's just more, more for your confidence like if you realized like when you're playing team and you're you know, let you make it to master division as a team. You're like, okay, we're fucking good. Yeah. Maybe we should try going to an event. Like, how many people can afford to go? And then you would just go down there. You'd go into open bracket. Back in the day, they never had open bracket. It was they were just open events. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and you would see how you did. Uh -huh. But no, there's no real benefit to that. But champs is this week, 14th to the 18th. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah, this is, and you're going fucking camping. Yeah, unbelievable. Friday afternoon, I'm out of here. Oh well, and then I'm back uh, Sunday afternoon. But uh, what day is the 18th? 
The 18th, I believe that is... Is the 18th the Sunday? The 18th is the Sunday. So yeah. you... You might be, depending on what time you get back, you might be just in time to watch the grand final. finals or something. Yeah. yeah. Or winner's finals or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sucks. It'd be but... close. But yeah, it all depends on how, how quickly the uh, series go by. But uh, running through it, if I had to pick a group of death... So is there, I guess, in any of these pools, looking at number one or number two, because they're obviously, that's going to be... Those are the favorites to get out. So top top two of every pool are going to go to winner's bracket. Yeah. Bottom two are going to go to loser's bracket. So it's double elimination. So you have to lose twice. But if you come in third or fourth in your pool, they already consider that you lose one, you've lose you lost once. So you're in loser's bracket. So if you lose one more time, you're gone. Okay. Do you expect any of like the top 16... To uh, to get, lose to an open bracket to team? lose to an open bracket team. Um, I think your chances for upsets with an open bracket team are gonna come in pool A. Probably pool A, B, and C. Really? With Mazer, War, and Boys. Um, I don't see. I don't see much chance for upset farther down the list personally right because uh boys uh war and mazer they were the top three top three from yeah. the open bracket yeah oh, okay that and the sense. boys are like they're an open bracket team so they're not considered pros but everybody on that team is a professional player was previously on a pro team yeah they were on uh, red reserve before but that team had some had some money issues and stopped paying people or some shit i don't i don't mm. know the extent of that but okay well that's interesting Yes, sir. Literally, when I saw Team War, I thought that was like you know, like Nick Nick Merckx made a team or something. <laughs> oh, because the because <laughs> the, the Spartan, Spartan helmet. helmet, Spartan helmet emblem. I was like, oh, is uh, is Nick maybe ca uh, captain or like coach for this team or something? But I don't know. I'm not too familiar with the open teams. Were they like? Could you watch them on on yeah. Twitch? Yeah, there's a there's an open bracket stream that they run. Uh, I personally don't really watch it, so I'm not 100 percent familiar. Um, I have seen Mazer Gaming. Uh, near the top often I've seen sage like I know of sage yeah um, obviously I know of war and the boys but uh, as far as the other ones I am not super familiar what do you mean you never heard of legend status GG no I have not heard of legend <laughs> status or Fuego Gaming. Fue that's dope. That's, <laughs> that's actually that's awesome. Fuego. I hope they're all Mexican. Otherwise, I'll be really upset. <laughs> yeah, dude, they're all Spanish. If people. they're all like the whitest people ever, like not to be racist, but like don't pick a Mexican name for your team if you're all white. Yeah, that's fair. If you're all half Mexican, then okay. That's fair. But I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't want to. What's a prize pool? Is there a way to see that? Uh, I think I can look it up because I know this is the biggest tournament but the playoffs I'm pretty sure grand prize was a million was a 700,000 or some shit like that dude I don't remember what it was that's for the whole game 
You'd have to go to like 2019. Yeah. Oh, uh, price pool. Price pool's two million. Where does that say that? Right there. This uh, down one. One more link. Oh, so I see that. Prize pool's two million, so that means first place probably can get seven fifty or some shit. Eight hundred. Damn. Okay, so eight hundred. First place is gonna get eight hundred thousand. Second place is gonna get uh, two sixty. Two sixty. Get fucked. Oh well, my god. You know what? I, I respect that. I mean, second place, you're not first, so yeah, no. It's, it's not just, like it's not like second place should get seven hundred and fifty. You know? No, but like that is. <laughs> Did you just think of that's not even half think of coming in a close game or like somehow they force second set so that like because if you win winner's bracket you still have to lose twice to lose the thing or to lose the event yeah so if you go to grand finals from the winner side you have to lose twice in the grand finals to the lower bracket team so imagine it goes to the second set I just want to see something here because if the prize is two million what percentage is it? Yeah. Just under 50. Definitely under 50. 45, would that be? That's 2 million, right? Yeah. Divided by 800,000. Right? I think. I don't know. Yeah. 2.5. Wait. I did that backwards. Hold on. Uh, close. So you gotta go to 8. We went to school. Yeah. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> Barely. Okay. Oh, yes. So, first place gets 40% of the earnings. Which is kind of how it should... Dude, what, how could we not figure that out without a calculator? We're fucking stupid. We just had to drop the two to one, just divide everything by two. Made it one million and four hundred thousand, and we would know that's 40%. <laughs> We're dumb as shit. So wait, so first place gets 40%, and then with that logic, second place gets 13%? Yeah, because they pay the top eight teams. So, like, and it you want... Oh, that's where I'm getting fucked up, is yeah, they pay the top eight teams. You want it to be... Okay, so I thought it was, like, only first, second, third, and fourth. No, you want it to be um, divisible by five. Like, easily. Yeah. Which... I mean, even getting... 50, even getting... 50 grand 50 for grand eight. for a weekend bro 10 grand each yeah it's not bad some people don't even make that in a fucking year now that split and that's one event they've had six i guess that's also that split amongst all the players so that's six players five 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 yeah that's what i'm saying like all they try to make the prize pools divisible by five so if you get eight, if you get eighth place each person's getting 10 grand yeah Okay. Provided what your contract's like with your org, because sometimes the org takes 10%. Yeah. So then, you know, everybody has to give up 10% to the... Well, fuck, man. That's why, the, you got, that's why you gotta be number one, man. So you don't have to worry about yeah. going home with pennies. Yeah. Especially with, if you're with FaZe Clan. Wait, scroll up a little bit. What does that say? 32 teams, 16 from the Pro League, 16 <laughs> from the Open... Eight round rab round robin. Robin. All matches best of five. Top two teams from each group events to knockout. Oh, wait, is this single elim? Hold on, go to knockout stage. By the format thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, it's a double elim. Okay. 
Double ELM bracket, all matches are best of five. Grand finals, team coming from winners need to win one uh, series, whereas team coming from, from losers, losers need to win two. So that's standard. Yeah. Um, I'm just not sure if, because it said the top two, the top, when, when go back to the group stage, sorry? Group stage? Man, I'm fucking this up. No, that's okay. So it says the top two teams from each group advance to knockout. Does that mean the bottom two teams are eliminated right away? That to me means that the top two advance and the bottom two are gone? Go to knockout, and I imagine person team number one goes to winner's bracket, and team number two go to goes to loser's bracket. So I think they all go to winners, but this, where you were seated in your pools affects who you play. So if you're second in pool A, you'll play first of pool B. And if you're first, first of pool A, play second pool B, or however that works, I think they all kind of start in winner's bracket, and then from the losers of those, then they form the loser's bracket. I believe. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. This sounds go, go up to schedule. Or is that just going to say the day? Oh, it's just saying the matches. Yeah. That's on the that's on Wednesday. Holy shit. Oh my god. Just trying to see here if it, if it says anything about knockout bra knockout bracket versus There's only 4 matches on Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. That's fucking insane. Well, there's so many people in the beginning pool, right? Well, no, I know, but it's just kind of crazy that they, like, they could definitely crunch the time a little more. I feel. So hold on, if they're only gonna have four matches four on match the sixteenth, which is Friday, four matches on there, and then four matches here. Yeah, I think, I think your three and fourth in each pool just gets eliminated. I believe so. Okay, well, uh, then I'm going to go out and predict that there's probably not going to be your top two throughout. It's probably going to be your top two come the end of it. But you don't think the boys have any chance? No, I think the boys definitely have a chance to knock Elevate out. The boys probably aren't beating E United. Um, Team War has a chance to knock out Enigma. Probably not. And... I don't even know who units are. I'll be honest, I've never heard of that team. I don't think units loses to Mazer. And the actually pull D Sage or Legends at like do Team Envy is so inconsistent. inconsistent. It, like they're so good at times and then so bad at other times. I just I would not be shocked to see Sage or Legend status get a win over Envy. And somehow end up in second place. You know, you know what, dude? Can we talk about Pool F for a sec? Mm -hmm. Because a hundred like the name Sicario. A hundred thieves is a very emotional team, in my opinion. Like, there's been tournaments that they but they're fucking dominant in this game. Yeah, they're definitely dominant. But there's been tournaments that they just got like completely destroyed on. You're like, what the hell, guys? There's definitely been matches. I think. Well, I think the old first turn, like the first few tournaments of the year, they weren't clicking, but then they they just found stride and started running until 
the like, last like Vegas. Yeah, but the first two tournaments, like you know, they weren't the same team. They they were doing something wrong, and they corrected mid middle of the game. Was Vegas very early in the? Vegas was the first open event. Oh yeah. Okay, I misunderstood that. I thought oh, Vegas. So. I thought Vegas was like a couple months ago. No, the last one was uh, was playoffs in Miami. Okay. And Hundred Thieves did not do well in Miami. They came whatever that is sixth. Yeah, it's funny they came in sixth, but, like but they're back-to-back -back champs. But if that. you actually look at their ranking, well, because they won two of the events. Yeah. So right. they like the the point schedule thing. Yeah, it's gonna show them high because they. Funny because their pro standings, they're like. They came in second place in their division. Yep. But like, it's funny because their win-loss ratio is higher than EU United's. Yep. It's it's a map thing, right? So that just basically means that E United's winning series, but they're going game fives or game fours. Whereas hundred oh. when they're winning, they're getting three O's, or when they're losing, they're getting you know three O'd, three O'd or whatever. Okay. Because yeah, you can see the games won and the games lost. They played the same amount of series. Yeah. But they've won less games to win those series. But uh, yeah. No, I mean, honestly, I'm a fanboy, so I'll be, I'll pretty much be interested to see what happens to EU United, 100 Thieves, and uh, Optic. Well, although, uh, I know Optic for me, I'm getting less and less interested in it. Like I remember, definitely Black Ops Two. That was the only name I ever heard was Optic Gaming. Optic Gaming, YouTube, everybody was either pretending to be an optic gaming person yep. or um definitely or wasn't an official member but i think nowadays either they're not that active on social media but i hardly ever hear about them anymore like they're still very much active on youtube like you see their clan members making uh videos and stuff mm -hmm. giving amateur players advice yeah definitely but uh yeah i don't know maybe i'll uh you know, maybe I'll go with the boys. It's a cool name. Maybe I'll Do you keep an eye on them cheer too. For, cheer for an underdog. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's with the latest update. I haven't been keeping up on how scrims are going or anything with the teams. I know right now, Optics hosting a a pre LAN, so they have a bunch of teams flying out to Texas, and they're playing in a LAN environment, just in their in their studio. In their room. yeah. So uh, Optic invited Phase is there, Luminosity is there, uh, Evil Geniuses is there, and I think there's one other team that's there. EG 100%, LG 100%. But they picked and Phase. Oh no, yeah, I think that's it. So do you think they picked? Um teams that they were okay with uh, playing against so they wouldn't like lose their ego or anything because why not invite uh, 100 Thieves or Genji they have a little bit of internal beef going on Yeah, like Optic and 100 Thieves they kind of beef a little bit well there's definitely some members of 100 Thieves that used to be on yeah uh, Octane used Optic, to be on so. Optic but uh the way it worked out last time was I'm pretty sure Optic invited the, op the Optic invited FaZe E-United and 
I don't know if it was reciprocity or if it was Gen G. I think it was Gen G. But they invited everybody to the pre like those teams to the prelan. Yeah. United ended up winning. I think it was Gen G. Gen G got second. FaZe got third. Optic got seventh. Yeah. So everybody that went to the prelan did fantastic except Optic. So, so yeah, naturally that's why I'm like, oh, I bet you like they're picking some top teams so that they don't get called out on like, oh, picking only teams that they think that they're gonna beat. They, there's probably but, strategy in it. They're they're inviting FaZe because they know they need to play a team that that has potential to win. Like yeah. they they need to play a top dog, otherwise you don't know where you stack. Like if you just beat kids, you're gonna bully. You don't know what's what you're doing. Yeah, but I mean, if you play a top like, team, yeah, you're gonna have a you're you're gonna know where you stack up because they got third at the last event. Um, I think they're bringing LG because they're uh, they're a good team. They they're friends with the the people there, and uh, it might be I don't want to say easy, but like it might be one of those series where they can try other stuff. I'm surprised Evil Geniuses agreed to go to the prelim. I think that's a friendship thing. Yeah, I think most of the players on EG are just really good friends with the guys on Optic and stuff. So they're like, well, hell yeah, we want to come out. Because I, I I'm coming at this from an act from not an esports perspective, but from uh, a professional, uh, a more fit athletic, more sports oriented okay. direction. And like, if you're number two, I'd probably be watching footage of number one, but I wouldn't want to play them right away. At least not until the tournament, because you yeah, might you're not you gonna... might le you might leak some strategy. That's the thing. You're not gonna bust out your like your your money plays in a pre-line that doesn't mean shit you're gonna save those like you're gonna bank your your go-to strategies and your like your pre-line is just getting LAN experience against good teams because yeah. the game plays different and then you it's like a scrim you have chances to try other types of strategies so they might be going like the teams that have their set strategies for certain things they're not using those so they're just pulling out whatever they want and it, it's yeah it's probably around. it's it's more for fun um learning the guns on LAN it's different than online really yes because there's no in, in terms of what like there's no internet error like no lag issue there's zero so like there could be like there's games where we, like we play where like you know one of us might be frying and then the next game we don't fry and you're like, okay, why the fuck was that? On LAN, there's there's no excuses. Okay. Like, if you're if you're good, you can consistently do good because there's nothing holding you back. There's no delays. There's no little skips. There's nothing. Yeah. Like the game plays the way it's supposed to play. So you definitely want to be you like having more practice on LAN than other teams works in your favor, regardless of if you're going there and getting bully beat down or if you're if you're going there and, and competing but um, like the top 16 teams are all good like I, I'm not saying the top 8 teams are gonna walk away 1 through 8 yeah but yeah like EG definitely has a chance to I don't think win the event they definitely have a chance to squeak up there in top 8 and get, get some money out of it cause there's uh, there's teams that have been underperforming that people were high on at one point like splice splice has hook and he is a an absolute savage yeah 
and they have been underperforming heavily in these past or in the past event and before well, that definitely this all this might be an obvious statement but definitely the top eight i'm looking at all or even the top 16 i'm looking at all those names and i've definitely seen a lot of these end up in the top three at a tournament at some point oh yeah so the good teams have been pretty consistently in top eight yeah there has been a few slips but for the most part your top eight teams like there's a reason they're in top eight like you you might see some deviation but like yeah yeah you definitely don't want to be slipping when you're competing against anybody from the top eight no and not only that like this is it's, it's it'd be like the equivalent of like the top five fighters in ufc like you can't be sleeping on any of them no. they all have the capacity to be a champion 100 percent. so all the top eight teams have have a legitimate chance to to be in the grand finals like depending on what happens like there's certain teams that don't perform well against just specific individual teams but if somehow the bracket works up that optic doesn't have to play 100 thieves because optic can't fucking beat them so if optic doesn't play 100 thieves who knows what happens? Yeah, Optic so, could definitely like run through because Optic's Optic's beaten Gen G, Optic's beaten Phase, Optic's beaten United, Op Optic's beaten everybody. But when they run into a hundred thieves, they run into a fucking brick wall. Do you think it's an emotional thing? Do you think it's? Uh... I think it's a styles thing. I think the way hundred thieves plays the game is like a direct counter to the way Optic plays the game. Really? Yeah. Like I think Optic is very good at getting teams in on like their pace of playing the game and sucks them into like where the other team goes okay we need to do this now we need to do this now whereas optics very calm and like they're kind of like lulling you to sleep during the game like they're not one of those teams that's just like the only crackhead on that team is like dashy or tj <laughs> and they're like the ones that like are getting the crowd going fucking crazy but like yeah. skump carmen crim they're kind of just they're doing enough and then they're trying to lull you in like that's their game plan i feel i'm surprised like coming from a, a person who's brand new to watching pro teams i'm surprised that these pro teams have so much so much variation in strategy like obviously they're all using the same guns mm -hmm. with the exception the of, with the exception of i believe was it dashy who pulled out a uh oh god what's the, what is the name of that gun rampart no, there was a there was a time where the meta called for teams to use a rampart. There was a time in the game, like in between updates, where the rampart was actually very good. Yeah. So uh, for the most part, you're not going to see deviation in weapons, but playstyles. Like, you get your playstyle not from the game; you get your playstyle from your personality. So like, regard like personalities are always different. Yeah, I guess. Like, so. there's going to be nobody that's going to be the exact same. Like, you're going to get similarities, but people are going to have different impulses. And stuff from their personality and that's where you get variations in teams because like hundred thieves has a couple people that are very fast yeah and they like to push 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 whereas like optic is a very patient team that doesn't usually push stuff they're they're like the team oriented close you in trap you take your shit run away whereas Hundred thieves, they'll bully their way in and don't give a fuck. So we're we're still at that level where uh, professional players are being picked based on their personality. 
Because, like, I'd imagine, like, if... I'm just thinking if you and I made a team and we got four, if we got four players or five players, if if you and I get assigned to being the SMGs, mm-hmm. you just have to do your job. But are you picking people based on their personality? Like, oh, this guy likes to run the SMG, therefore I'm gonna have him be my SMG guy. Or mm-hmm. are you just picking five good? COD players be like, okay, you run ICR, you run... No. Where we're at now, um, that could have been done in the past. Like, you could... There's been times where, depending on the game mode, depending on the map, players ran different things. But now, because people are so good, if you're... Like, if your sub player isn't running a sub on every single map, he's probably going to get outshined by another sub who's running it all the time. Oh, I see what you're like saying. People are so good. We're at the point now where people are getting good at a particular class that, like, you need to be. That needs to be your class. Yeah, and it's personality. Like yeah. some people, their brain thinks the way of an AR. Thinks setup. Thinks slow. Thinks angles. Thinks picks. And other players, they they do better when it's like I don't have to think as much and I can just run and I know where to be because like I have an AR guy who says, hey. You know, when we're holding this, like that's when you have team captains. Like, you know, you have Slasher in the back for 100 Thieves holding it down and says, Hey, Prisa, when I'm sitting here, I need you to like hit this right away. And Prisa's going to do it without fucking thinking. He's going to be like, Austin told me to hit this. We're going. Yeah, he's probably checking the angles that your AR can't see. Yeah, he's just going to like, I'm trying to think of a fucking map, but like, there might be times where it's just a blind corner. Yeah. And there's a huge open straight on one side. And it's very easy for Slasher to get somebody weak, but in this game, it's hard to finish kills. Because very can, hard. Because yeah. you can fucking hide, stim. So the minute he gets someone weak, he can tell Preston to like fly off a fucking ledge and slide and jump in this dude's face and get him while he's trying to heal and shit. So, like, your sub players are going to be a little more... I don't want to say that they don't have to be smart. There's some very, very intelligent well, just, subs in the game. Yeah, but... I'm not going to say that sub players aren't smart by any means that there's a strategy to rushing as well yeah there, there's a method to the madness as people would say like either they're picking a particular path that's like guaranteed to or more likely you're gonna find a guy not looking at you or mm-hmm. be in an angle where you can see him first before they see you mm-hmm. so and there's like even within each role there's different styles to play each role like some guys who play the icr don't move and then there's other guys who play the ACR or ICR that like to hop between points. Like to, yeah, like to move a little bit. Whereas like some teams, they just say, "Hey, we want you holding this until we don't need you holding this anymore." Yeah. So like you'll see the ICR guy just not fucking move the whole time, and you're like, "Okay, well." But I mean, it's peace of mind for the other players who are trying to run past him and stuff. They know they don't need to look out there because he's got it on fucking lock unless he's dead. And if he dies, then they know, okay, I need to be ready, ready for a push, or we need to put a Maddox in where he was for now to make sure nobody pushes that. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I'd like to see what where I end up going, because, like, just because we play with our friends group, I end up, like, I end up picking a gun based on the kind of map that we're, that we're on. I do the same thing. So. I do the same thing just because I don't know. I know, I know I'm comfortable running everything. Yeah, especially because we're playing. Ours is different because we're always playing pubs, so, like. Yep. People are gonna come out with freaking LMGs and LMGs shit. and stuff like that, and so you gotta be ready for anything. But uh, you know, when I play, I just 
even when I'm playing World League. I just like I don't spawn in right away. I don't pick what I want right away. I just wait to see what everybody else picks, and then I pick what needs to be. What what's missing? What's missing? Yeah, exactly. See, would it be interesting if World League had like a mechanic that like Overwatch has? Like Overwatch, you pick your class, and then after everybody picks their class, on the bottom it says, "Hey, you have too many tanks. You have no defense. You have no healing." So I wonder if there was like a mechanic for that, where it's like, "Oh, you got too many." ARs, maybe you need an SMG class. You've got. Mm. Well, I'm. I've, I'm not. I'm not well versed in Overwatch, but there is multiple ways to win in Call of Duty. Yeah. So because, like, if you know a team's notorious for running three subs in an SMG map, might be a strategy to run all ARs so you can just shoot them from far, and not let those subs get close. Yeah, so you'd have to look at that team's history and be like, this team likes to run and gun. They're all SMGs. Yeah. Like, there there was a map in... Um, it, it made me laugh so fucking hard. There's a map that Optic played... Fuck, I don't remember who they were playing. But it was an S&D on payload. And every single person on Optic sniped. In a professional league match. They all ran snipers. Yeah. And won the first three rounds only sniping in a search and destroy against other professional players, and they were just sniping. Like well, TJ's hitting quick scopes and shit, and everybody's like, "What? The what's fuck? going on, eh?" Yeah, yeah. Well, probably it's like an element of surprise factor. Like you're not expecting exactly. people to pull out a sniper because everybody's running the same guns. Yeah, you usually have one dedicated sniper in an S and D, yeah. and if he's getting shit on, he drops it right away, and they fucking adjust. But, like, never would you run five snipes. Even the casters were like, what's going on here? Yeah, Nathan's <laughs> like, hey, Joe, is this a legitimate strategy? And Joe's like, well, it's fucking working, so, yeah. like, I guess. Yeah, no, that's, that's kind of, like, the thing I like about Call of Duty is there's a set, or there can be a set, you know, traditional... Yeah, there's always way to set up the team. There's the rule book that you could follow. Yeah, or but there's, there's always room... For that unconventional thing, and that's what I like. Like I enjoy mixing it. Like I love playing in GBs and SND, and like playing a certain way where like the like I know the opponent knows exactly what I'm gonna do, and then I just hit him with something so stupid, they're just going, "Why the fuck did he do that?" Yeah, and I'm like, "Cause I'm fucking two steps ahead." Well, actually, funny enough, speaking of like, why the fuck did that guy do that? Uh, our friends group had a conversation a couple months ago about like if we were because there's four of us if we were in a 2v2 scenario who would you pick as your as your teammate mm. and uh, our buddy and I straight up said there's no fucking way I'm losing yeah well our buddy our buddy Brandon was like oh I'm gonna pick Matt hands down and I was like you would pick me why the hell would you pick me he's like Matt your pathways that you pick are so random because you don't know what you're doing yeah. that pro players or people who play this game a long time aren't going to expect you to come that direction because yeah. it's either super long or people don't do that anymore that's that's literally <laughs> like when I play pubs that's my kryptonite yeah like when people because like my brain instantly, like, I go, okay, this is a common push, this is a common push, so I'm watching all of those, and then some dude just, like, comes down a fucking hallway or some shit that nobody ever walks down, and he kills me, and I'm like, why the fuck did he go there? Yeah. I'm like, there's nothing else there. He has no chance of, like, I'm literally the only kill this guy's ever gonna get. Yeah. And I'm, like, the best player on our team. 
Makes me feel very stupid. Yeah, no, that happens lots. So yeah. I get fucking mad. That, <laughs> so like, to your credit, like, why it's so awesome that Call of Duty is so dynamic is that like shit like that is a player could get a kill on a very good player just because they go down a path that's like super complicated mm -hmm. but because it's so super complicated nobody expects people to do it or it's so dangerous to go down that path that people don't even a lot of people don't even need to watch it because yeah. they know most players aren't going to go down because it's way too easy to die yeah and that's the thing like there's some in-game leaders in cod that will utilize those like brilliantly and you're like how the fuck did he know to tell whoever to hit that hit that flank or hit that rush or use like use this hallway and like man there's like it just make like some people within yeah. the CWL you're like he's not human the fact that they knew what to do here they're not fucking human well, yeah, I mean, there's obviously when you're at that capacity, you're looking at previous game footage and like, I don't know how much you're able to download off the Call of Duty game, but like if, they're, if you're able to like, just look at the mini map expanded and watch all the arrows go certain mm -hmm. directions, you could probably tell, okay, in SND, they always set up this way mm -hmm. and oh, there's an opportunity to go through, go through this like grocery store and then hop over the roof and then you can see one or two players. Mm-hmm. Then that definitely happens. Have you ever, in your uh, time playing COD, just like open a customs customs game and like practice like throwing nades against a certain wall to like? Back in the day, yes, not so much anymore. Because like COD's getting fat. Like maybe for the new COD, because it's going to be slower. Yeah. But like in in the mo like in the more more recent years, like we've had jetpacks, stuff like that, and then uh, we went to World War Two. But there wasn't really like the maps in World War Two weren't uh, weren't really like friendly to S and D, in my opinion. I thought S and D in World War Two was kind of shitty. Um, I thought the other game was played better. Um, but yeah, no, I thought World War Two was it was meh. But uh, for the past few years, like the past or I guess five years now, yeah. no, because like, Black Ops Four is very fast, so you're not really throwing random nades too much no pun intended no pun intended <laughs> <laughs> um more of your stuff is going to be like a shoulder peak nade that you're going to try to like actually land on bomb yeah whereas back in the day yeah nades were huge because you could sit in certain spots of the map where you're going to be safe but you're going to be completely giving up a bomb site like when we were playing remastered yeah and there was that we were playing um strike and I was holding in the back of B in a 1v1, just like looking through the car, watching to see if the guy crossed over to the other bomb site. Yeah. And the minute I saw his head, I ran to that back corner and threw the nade over the building. Yeah. Because that's old school COD. That's old school shit. <laughs> yeah. Like that, yes. Did I practice that in 2007 or 2008 when COD 4 was out? Yes. Yeah. Did I know it was going to work? Yes. That was insane. Like we're talking one to two feet away from the guy picking up the bomb. There was a uh, nade. I don't remember how I, I think I learned it in a YouTube video, honestly. There was a nade in MW2 where, like, you could, like, as long as you're using the Semtex, because the frag had a different arc, but the Semtex always threw the exact same every single time you threw it. So you'd have to, like, you could just walk yourself into this wall, like, you had, like, look at a stripe on the wall, walk yourself directly to the stripe, look up, 
and there was one cloud that was darker than the rest of the clouds. And if you put your cursor like right on top of that cloud, through the nade, it would land perfectly in the cockpit of the plane on terminal. Really? Every single time. So at the start of S and D rounds, everybody goes to the cockpit. Yeah. So I'm just like, wait. I'd like kind of get used to the timing. Yeah. And be like, okay, at like wait like at, 10, 15 yeah, seconds. at like one minute and fifty five seconds left in the round, I'm gonna throw my nade there. So yeah. I would just be waiting, 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 and then be like one fifty, and then. And just throw it back, boom, five hundred points. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Okay, you know what's so sad is like the only time I've ever done something like that <laughs> was in Super Mario 64. Like with timing? No, or... with like aiming at a certain cloud. Oh, so yeah, like, yeah. The very first world you go into, there's like uh, that stone pyramid with the cannon. Yep. You I hop, think. you hop into that cannon, and you, you you use that cannon to get to that floating island because there's a star there. Yeah, most people should know this. Yeah, but I don't know. Some people do use a different strategy than me. But what I would do is, as soon as I hop into the cannon, I look into the sky, and there was this. Uh, I would describe it as like a boat-shaped cloud, and I would aim for like the front of the boat, just over it. And like keep and it would keep, land you like and perfect. It would, it would land me on the edge of the island every time. Yeah. So like that's the closest I've ever gotten to like. Oh, I was a nerd back. So then. like you being like, oh, I looked at this darker cloud than all the other yeah. clouds, and like that was just making me giggle because yeah, that's just what that reminded me of. But yeah, like, no, that doesn't happen too much anymore. But there yeah, was back a couple. The day, there was a sure. couple times where like looking at kill cams, you could figure out certain grenades too, mm -hmm. where you're like, oh, so this guy's able to lob a grenade over this building and that's where he got me so i need to avoid that spot or if i or spawn, delay your timing if i spawn whatever. on his side i'll throw that nade in that direction too yep so i've seen that a couple times yeah well yeah like cod's a forever changing thing too yeah like what is considered the meta at one point will completely shift like it's forever evolving that's kind of one of the things that's beautiful about it even though we get updates that uh completely change the game day in and day out you know yeah everybody finds a way to adapt and we still find out what's good and the pros are still pros like you know some people bitch that certain things are overpowered they need to be nerfed and then they get nerfed and they're still getting fried and like i don't get it dude that gun got nerfed it's like yeah good players are good players man they're gonna figure out what's best they're gonna use what's best and they're still gonna shit on you it like it doesn't matter what they do to the game better players are better players like they could add shit in they could take shit out like I always give you shit for that. You're like, man, yeah. they should add this in. I'm like, okay, Matt, now stop. Yeah. Think about a very good player having that ability too. And you're like, yeah, no, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd no, be stupid. Have, to be fair, yeah, you've, you've definitely given me an, a lot of advice on that. It's like, hey, you know, just because you want it doesn't mean it's going to help you because good players are going to have that too. Mm -hmm. So, okay. That's, yeah, so, that's one thing I always say. should probably try to wrap up the, the CWL here. You want to uh, do some... Do you, uh, do some pool predictions yeah i'd say we do that so pool a united elevate the boys fire sticks gaming who do you got one and who do you got two uh like i said before i'm gonna bring in the underdogs here you bring so in the boys i'm putting eu number one and then the boys number two cool you know what's crazy matt i'm gonna agree with you yeah 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 i'm, I'm letting the boys squeak over elevate dude i think something something interesting is gonna happen there yeah i, I want to see it uh will be gen g e6 team war and fuego 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 gaming uh again if i'm gonna pick an underdog 
Fuck, I'm gonna pick Fuego, even though I don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> but Genji Fuego, that'd be hilarious. Uh, Genji one e six two. <laughs> okay. Trent's Tren, gambling over here. Yeah, it is, it's that easy, dude. <laughs> I don't see it. Uh, that doesn't go. We'll see. Phase Clan units. Mazer divinely. Team, uh, divinely. team divinity. Divin divinely. divinely. I think. I think divinely. Never heard of them. Uh. I'm gonna go. Ugh. I might just pick one and two here because I know Phase Clan, and I but I don't know units. But I mean, Mazer, I don't know too much of either, so I might just go one and two. Uh, Phase Clan one, units two. Yeah. Oh, D. Reciprocity, Envy, Sage, Legend status. You know what? I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna say. How do you say their name? Team Reciprocity. 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 So I'm gonna say Team Reciprocity and or, or Rec. People team, say Rec too. Okay, I'll say Team Rec, and I'm gonna say Sage. I think Team Envy is too random, and they, are very they might pull. They might. That might be where the upset is. No disrespect to Envy, but statistically, they they have been very they haven't been very consistent. Very true. Um, I'm gonna go. You know what, dude? I'm gonna fucking let me say some shit. I think uh, I think Rec might choke. Really? Yeah, I think Rec might not show up, and I think Envy might understand the pressure of this tournament. And I'm gonna take Envy first, with Rec coming second. Ooh. Yeah, I'm gonna, dude. You know what? Ooh. Sometimes you gotta go crazy. So that's what I'm gonna say for that one. I like that too. Because for the rest, like not for the rest, but for the most part. One and two is pretty safe to say yeah. that one's going to come out and two is going to come out. But for the sake of throwing a curveball in there, I'm going to well, really, give so, the boys in blue So far, we're chance. calling two upsets. We're calling pool A with the boys an upset. Yeah. And, like, I'm calling Sage an upset. But even if Envy comes in sec comes in first. That is an upset. That's an upset. Yeah, I agree. So, okay, pool E. We got Luminosity. Uh, do you just call that UIU? UIU? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Team Singularity and Excalibur. Excalibur, you're bottom, dude. I don't know. That's a really weird name for a Call of Duty team. <laughs> <laughs> Grab the sword. Grab a sword. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Pretty. Uh. Maybe they're all Spectre. There's no Spectre, Matt. There's no Spectre. Not in the world, League, bro. You're not allowed. No. Oh, okay. Nusha's not allowed. Then is even more dumber name. <laughs> Grab the sword. <laughs> no disrespect, but. Ah, uh, yeah, dude. Full of disrespect. You go first. Uh, While I hide behind this, Luminosity in. You know what? Luminosity 2, YU1. Oh, wow. I'm going to say LG1, UIU2. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, uh, that's a pretty easy one for me. Uh, Pool F, 100 Thieves, Midnight Esports, Sakaro Gaming, and Fury Gaming. Uh, fanboy here, so 100 Thieves 1. Easy and midnight. I've never heard of. Now I'm gonna say hundred thieves and midnight. Okay, I'll just go one and two as well. Uh, Pool G, Optic Gaming, Evil Geniuses, Carnage Gaming, and Train Hard. Train Hard, dude. I'm rooting for those guys because <laughs> yeah. they train fucking hard. They train hard. Uh, I'm saying considering that they're gonna play, that they're gonna be they're pre-landing together, right pre-landing together right now. Maybe Optic 1, Evil 2. That's what I'm going to say as well. Optic Gaming 1, Evil Geniuses 2. 
Okay, and then Splice and Heretics, Heretics, Aspire Esports, and Hybrid Gaming. Uh, I think maybe Heretics won Splice Two. I'm gonna say Heretics won Splice Two. Yes, sir. All right. So, how many? So we're calling one upset with boys. Yeah, we both picked the boys over Elevate. Upset number two with Envy. I'm picking Envy over Rec, yeah. Yeah, and I'm picking Sage over Envy. Boom roasted. Uh, and then the rest, I think, are all... Or I guess Heretics, but that's not really. They're not really... Uh, they're kind of in the same area of the table. Yeah? I mean, yeah. number eight and number 16. I don't know if they're... Because I think 9 through 16 is random drawn into those pools. I don't think it goes in order. Yes. Like the 1 through 8 does. Well, Heretics I've heard about before. And Heretics is fucking good, man. Yeah. They're fucking good. Okay, and then... Um, actually, do we know if, like, uh, 1 and 2 of A competes against 1 and 2 and B? I think that's how it normally goes. A plays B, C plays D, E plays F, and G plays H. I think. And so then, then after do you, that, I don't know. So who do you see potentially in the final? In the final of the whole thing? I don't fucking know, because I don't know who's playing who. But I think my favorites to win the whole thing. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Trent's favorites to win the CWL Championship 2019. Man, there's people I want to pick, and there's people in my brain go, they definitely have the best chance to win. Well, I can make the fanboy vote if you want to pick the strategy vote. Yeah, but I think your fanboy vote might be the same as the strategy vote. Do you really think so? Maybe, depending on who you're going to say. But I think I know who you're going to say. I think I know. Who, if you're saying that, I think I know who you're going to say. Yeah. You th you think a hundred thieves is going to be champion? Yeah. Interesting. I think a hundred thieves. They oh. definitely have a very good chance. Genji's been in three straight finals, I think, though. Yeah. But they've failed to close every single time. So they've always been second. Second. They like they're insanely good, but they they and they even sent United to a second set. They won the first set in the grand finals uh, at Miami, and then second set came and E United said, "Yeah, fuck off, we're gonna win this shit." Yeah. And if, then the tiny terrorists just shit on everybody. If A and B end up competing against each other, I really see EU beating Gen G. So well, if, if A plays B, it'd be A1 versus B2. So E United would play Enigma. Oh. And E United's going to smoke Enigma, and then G or Gen G would end up playing the boys or Elevate. Yeah. Whoever comes in second. And then after that, they would play each other in like the prelim or in the. No, because I think they go opposite sides of the bracket. Also, oh, one of A goes on the other side? Yeah, so like. One A would be here, one B would be here, and then like two B would be here. 2A would be here kind of thing. Oh, okay. Or whatever, you know what I mean? That's interesting. I think that's how it goes. Because, like, the... Uh, so what are the odds of, like, EU and 100 Thieves meeting each other in the final? In the final? Yeah, there's a chance. Oh, Jesus Christ. Because I just... I don't know how the brackets branch out. That's like, what I'm saying, too. Because, like, like, I wonder if 100 Thieves ends up meeting could, EU early. If you could bring up a pool thing, like, where we see... Like, where it says, like, pool... A, like, 1A plays, like... 2B or something like if you could find that we can definitely make a very like if we can make a table I'm down 
Because these, these are all pool matches on Wednesday and Thursday, probably. All right, Charlie, go down. Go down, buddy. Go down. Yeah, just push him down. He's just sleeping in my lap all day. No, 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 no. 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 Yeah, I don't know. It's not telling me, like, pool A versus pool B. Um, maybe I can look it up. Let me see here. I'll go CWL champs. Yeah, champs table or something. No, don't go to the COD site. What about that COD? Oh no, that's 2018. Oh, maybe I'll, I'll put 2019. Down. Or the esports wiki down there. Esports wiki? Yeah, like the third link after the shit. Yeah. This one? Yeah. Oh, this is the fucking the stupid thing. That's playoffs. I don't want playoffs, bitch. Back I want up. champs. Champs table 2019. Or bracket might even be better. The bracket. It's down there. Okay. Was he there? It was there. Bracket. Is this it? It says champions. Has the champions logo there. Yeah, those are all the qualifiers. Oh, here we go. Pool A. You might have to scroll down. Yeah, because that's just the table of who's playing who on the right side and how it ended up. There we go. Knock us. Oh, fuck off. That's what I'm saying, dude. Why doesn't it say... Fuck, we should have filled this out beforehand. <laughs> yeah, but still, we don't even know what's going to happen here. So, like, like I said, like, like it shows here before on Instagram, from what we understand, it looks like one and two move on, and then three and four just get eliminated. Yeah, yeah. So then I imagine number two is going into the loser's bracket, and number one no. is going into the winner's bracket. I think, I think everything starts in winner's. Everything starts in winners? I think so. So I think like all the teams... like why? That doesn't seem like enough spots for the winner's bracket. How many spots are there? 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16. 16. Uh, oh, so, so 1 and 2 go in the winner's bracket. Yeah, and then, and then, and then whoever up. loses starts the, four, the, the 8 teams there in loser's bracket. Oh. But I don't know where they get placed... But inside that's like, these brackets but that's only th that's then that's only third place what because well there's 32 teams but only eight spots in the losers bracket the losers bracket's going to be filled in after round one of winners so everybody in winners is going to play and then whoever loses in that first round of winners bracket is all going to get thrown into that first round of losers bracket all right and then that little drop down arrow is all the teams that lose in round two face in round two of the losers yeah and then those teams go on and whoever loses in the winners semis there is gonna drop like you see those ones that drop down so yeah. those are the losers from the winners bracket that's insane <laughs> it's it's not super complicated but like yeah it's a lot of uh that's definitely irregular from like most sports 
systems. Yeah, but we don't. They're not allowed tournaments in sports. Playoffs in hockey. Yeah, well, like playoffs in anything, but that's just your top sixteen teams, and they like they play with seeds. Your seeds get put you into pools. In this, you don't get put into pools. But imagine in. having like a winners and losers bracket in the NHL. That'd be sick. That's way too many games, though. Like we're only playing. You only play each other once, right? You play five uh, five series, five game you, series. You play five rounds. Yeah, you play a five game series. Yeah, but I mean, like. But I get it. You can get a Call of Duty game. You is, can get more done in a day. minutes. A, a hockey game. Yeah. is hours. That's what I'm saying. So like you so. can get like because there's teams that are gonna play. Like there be teams that play two or three times in one day. Yeah. Okay. So that's interesting. Okay. So definitely three and four. If they don't get in the top two spot, are out. And then from there, we get a round of winners bracket. And then after the first round of winners bracket is done. Then yeah, so get... I don't know if so like let's say the top thing, that top round one is gonna be E United versus who's second on the uh and pool B? Who did I put second in pool B? Enigma. Enigma. So I don't know if so go back to the other thing. So if E United and E six play and the loser I'm assuming is gonna be E six, does E six's name get plugged in right at the top in that loser bracket? You know what I mean? Yeah. Or is there like spots where they're going to end up? That's what I don't know. Otherwise, we could fill this whole th like, fucking thing up. Yeah. I mean, what's the case in in the regular tournaments? Like if does the lo does the loser's bracket just get randomized? I honestly don't know. I wish I could tell you. Well, maybe like for the case of this of championships, what since you're going to be able to like see the results mm -hmm. maybe we write them down on a piece of paper and then we can actually see what the pattern is and then that would help us predict future tournaments because imagine they're going to use the same system mm -hmm. all the time if if they're if they're not already using it now you know this has been the, the layout forever but i usually don't like n normal you usually don't watch every single one you well, watch I'm, who you're interested in watching not only that like i watch while i play at the same time yeah but in like Friday nights and stuff, it's harder than like there's just so many matches and there's so many streams. Yeah. Because COD has like there's times COD has like three channels. There's times where it'd be COD and then COD Bravo, COD Charlie, and sometimes COD Delta. So like you have all fucking streams open. Yeah. Like deciding the winners and I'm not, I mean match. like definitely I wouldn't expect this out of you and I hope you wouldn't expect this out of me. I don't think we're gonna be able to watch every single match. But no, we maybe we'll like look up the highlights, and then we'll watch our favorites. Is it? Yeah, oh. no, I yeah, I usually like I don't sit there and just watch every match, but like I usually know who wins almost every single match. Yeah, but like some of them, like some of them, you don't really need to watch because you know there's a very low chance, and if something crazy is happening, it's usually getting tweeted. Like in like if. If the boys are beating 100 thieves, people are like, holy fuck, the boys are up 1-0 over 100 thieves, and then, you know, that's going to just, everybody's yeah. going to be like, holy shit, 100 thieves is going to lose? But now, yeah. Do these tournaments pick, um, do they pick MVPs, or do they just go yeah. like... MVP has never not been someone on the winning team. Oh, okay. So, if you want to go back to... The Instagram? The Instagram? So yeah, 100 Thieves I think is pretty safe bet, but 
for the sake of not being safe, I'm gonna pick somebody else. And I think, I think your three like absolute safest bets, like if you were if you said hundred thieves, E United, or Gen G, that's what I was gonna say. Nobody's really gonna be like you're an idiot. But unless you like, I think the biggest one on that people are gonna say Gen G chokes. But who knows? Maybe maybe the fucking pressure of the finals is gonna make them not choke. You know what I mean? Or championship. Well, as a gambling man, I'd be I'd be surprised to see you pick a hundred thieves just because they're in pool F. I don't give a shit like, what pool people it, are in. Like this is this is like someone who's obviously not watching the tournaments and like saw that like hundred thieves wasn't doing so good in the beginning, but now is on fire. Hundred thieves is the best team in the game. So yeah, like, I think that's still just, uni- unanimously, even though United won the last event, I I still think people have a hundred thieves as being the best team in the game. So are they only in pool A because they won the last event? Yes. The seating works based off of what was like most recent usually. Really? Yeah. They don't even go on the total year? Like they don't they don't just No. Interesting. But you also gotta think, like if you're the best team, it doesn't really fucking matter where you start, does it? No. Like No. The your chances are, are you're gonna have to play my only thing, Almost every good team. My only thing is from a hosting perspective, I would. This is a good strategy of like I'll go out of my, out of my way to break up all the top teams just so that the they first, don't the, first two, the first two the first like two rounds of the tournament are all, are all sweats, and then by the time you go to the final round, it's some pleb versus the yeah, fucking top that, team. That doesn't happen. Yeah. No. Yeah. They. They, they give each top team a pretty good advantage to make it far because they know like nobody wants to watch a final between like no offense but like nobody's gonna watch a, a final between like hybrid or train hard unless there was like a crazy cinderella story happening although where they were like they took down 100 thieves they took down optic they fucking 3 od united or some shit and and people are like holy shit dude this fucking no-name team is about to win champs yeah then it would sell but like you know if train hard had a fucking easy bracket nobody's gonna be like oh yeah they're the best team in the world they'd be like no man yeah if, fucking... it, if it was like hybrid gaming versus eu i'd be like yikers <laughs> <laughs> if united loses this fuck just yikes but i mean it's it's the best 32 teams in the world so it's pretty hard to bet against 100 thieves hey buddy in the words of our good buddy David, you never know. You never know, buddy. You never know. But, you know, it's hard to bet against 100 Thieves for a few reasons. One, they're the best team in the game pretty unanimously. I don't think a lot of people are going to debate that. Um, they have a player on the team in Slasher who is notorious for stepping up later in the year. Come playoffs, come champs. Like, he's been in... Fuck. I think he's been in like four finals of champs already. Yeah. Four? Three? Who's the youngest member? Priesta? Yeah. And how many tournaments or how many championships has Priesta been involved with? How many has he played in? Yeah. I think one or two. Okay. Um But Slasher's notorious for like just being an absolute monster at champs. And the, I mean, with the exception of World War II, where they went, I think they came in like 16th or some shit. I don't know. They did I, not do well. Or Slasher did not do well. 
The only thing I, I wish I would have checked in advance is that if any of these teams have brand new players who have never competed in championships before. There is. There's ones that you know of right away? Yeah. That have never played at champs? Yeah. Yes. And are, you, are those same teams, do you expect them to underperform? Underperform? Mm, no. Because, I mean, champs... Champs is a different pressure, but I also think... Like, that, do, you think do you think the pro players... I think they think treat, COD is COD. Yeah, so you don't think that... They don't... Because, like... I'd imagine like if you're just playing in the like playoffs versus regular season in hockey, there's a different level of pressure. Yeah. Whereas I wonder like if if COD players do they consider championships any different from like a regular tournament? I I think that it feels maybe a little different, but it's also playing COD. So like you don't have to like fucking force your body to do shit. Whereas like you know regular season in sports. You have to push yourself. Yeah. So a lot of guys, they, they don't they don't want to push themselves anymore. And then come playoffs, they're like, okay, now I'm going to push. I feel like COD players are always playing at 100%, even if the fucking match doesn't mean anything. Like, there's rarely times you'll see guys take games off. Oh, and this is in LA? Yeah. Well, fuck hundred, yeah, dude. 100 Thieves, ha 100 Thieves has... It's based in LA. ...has home advantage. Yeah. Because the altitude... Oh yeah, it's gonna matter imagine? in a building. Like you know how like fighters, if they if like if a fighter is from Denver and they're like fighting in Denver, it's very easy to bet on them because mm -hmm. they're not gonna be as fatigued as someone who's never lived there yep. because of the altitude change. Do you think some of these teams actually get like fucked up if like they go from like say Seattle no. and come all the way to LA? No, they're playing in air conditioned buildings. I imagine they all feel pretty pretty the same. Although I would love to like see a Twitter be like, see someone on Twitter be like, yeah, you know, I'm not used to I'm not used to gaming at this altitude. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think it's I don't think we're at that extent. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, E United has two, the the Tiny Terrors. They they both never played at champs. They both just turned 18. Um, Gen G's full of new faces that I don't think have played. Oh, it's a whole new team. Uh, no, but there's like a, like there's a few guys in there that I never heard of till this year. Okay. Um, I mean they are where they are. So, Optic has uh, um, TJ was at champs. I don't know if Dashy was at champs. Heretics is from Spain. None of them have played at champs before. Um, and I think everybody else has kind of been at champs. Uh, Phase has a has a couple young guys in Celium and Asim. They've never played. But I don't think I think I think it'd be different if like a full team came in and they were all young and had no guidance, no wisdom. But like on E United, you have the tiny terrors who are both eighteen or nineteen that have never played a champs. But they have Clacer, who's like twenty six years old, who's been at every single champs in Call of Duty's history. Okay, I want to take that comment and just slightly go on go on a slight uh, random trail here. Um... Because the the career length of some of some COD players is like even less than like your average career for like any sports team. Yep. Like we're talking like soccer players can start their career at eighteen and if they play their cards right, retire at forty. Yep. Whereas Call of Duty, you're playing at sixteen. Well, some now of, some of them now even, it's eighteen. Some of them even like make up their own age. To pretend to be 18 so they can play well, it. Well, back in the day, I'm pretty sure Skump went to a pro tournament when he was 13. 
Yeah. But now the age age starting limit for CWL is 18. So, and then like people usually say that by the time you turn 25, mm-hmm. you you lose a certain edge against the 18 and under. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you think that there's a capacity in the future to create a separate division for some of the older players? No. Because I think, really? No. I also think that thing that uh, a 25-year-old can't keep up to an 18-year-old is bullshit. Okay. I don't think, like, I think that's a young person's stigma that they're stuck in. They're saying, like, oh, you can't, you can't play at a high level until, like, or I can only play professional cut until 23 or 25, and then I have to fucking figure something else out. That's bullshit, dude. Think of what you're doing. You're sitting there holding the fucking controller looking at a screen. There's people that their job's been to type their whole fucking life. They look at the screen. As as time goes on, we figure shit out. That's what humans are the best at. We figure shit out. Yeah. I mean, come up with an alternate strategy. So they're like the the reason the careers are short is because I think as people get older, they just don't want to compete anymore. Like oh. that that drive in their head goes away or they start thinking more um business, financial stability and stuff. But I think for competitors, I don't think that the edge goes away. Slasher's 23 or 24, still one of the best players in the fucking game. Well, like, Krim's 25, Clay's 26, and he's signed on with E United till 2020, so he's in for at least another year, and he's still good. Because, like, I see some of these, like, what you would call veteran COD players, like... And they're fucking 22 like, years old. Yeah, like, how old is Crowder? He's a coach now, I think he's 25, 26. Yeah, he's coaching. He's our now. age. Yeah. And it's, that's so ridiculous. And like, I agree that it's ridiculous because like, I think if if you're talking like, thirty five, sure. Like, when's the average male peak? Like physically, physically, it's like thirty. Physically, it's like thirty, thirty five. In between thirty and thirty five for males is your peak. Why the fuck do these eighteen year old idiots think guys that are twenty five are old? I'll smack all you in Call of Duty. <laughs> like, bring it the fuck on, dude. Yeah, I mean, I, it shocks me. And I'm not even a pro. I'm just an above-average player. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's so... It's sad f- to hear people... It's sad for me to hear people say that because then, like, me being 25 and you, and, and you as well, it's like, well, what the fuck? Now we're supposed to just, like, abandon any, like, possibility of going pro in a video game Fuck because that, we're 25 dude. years old. I don't believe in any of that Here's, shit. Because, like, my biggest kind of argument is watching, again, watching Jack play Fortnite. Jack is one of the top Fortnite players, at least on Twitch. And He's our age. He's our age. Yeah. And he's still freaking... Ninja's getting, older. Ninja's even older, and they're still getting deadly snipes. And, yeah. and, when, and Dude, and Ninja had surgery on his fucking eyes, and he can't see out of one of his eyes very well. I don't How know old is Shroud? Is Shroud? he not older than us? Shroud is 50 years old. <laughs> Dude, Lupo's like 72. Lupo is 70. Still plays Fortnite? Yeah. Still pretty good at Fortnite? I mean, he's not a pro, but he's fucking good. I think, yeah, isn't like both Lupo and Tim and Shroud, I think they're all like in their late 20s or early 30s. Yeah. I think Lupo is like in his early 30s. Yeah. I think Tim's 29. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 
Shroud, he's probably... I think Shroud's probably just, like, maybe... Shroud, I would say, a little like, older. I'd say Shroud's, like, 27, 28 years old. I would say so, too. But, yeah, it's funny, because, like, you see all these top streamers, and they're top streamers because they're good at their game, mm -hmm. and none of them are fucking under 22. No. Not for the most part. I mean, like, there's exceptions, yes. But, like... So, it's so bizarre to me that, like, people have to be like, yeah... If you want to be on a pro team, you need to be 18 to 23 because otherwise there's just no point in you competing. I feel like that is the age that most players achieve their status of like, holy fuck, this kid's good. Yeah. But like, you know, Skump won a tournament when he was 13, playing against 20-year-olds and shit too. That's a different time too. No, no. But like, how much like training was he fucking doing to compete at a high level he wasn't he was just playing a fucking game he enjoyed to play and i'll be honest too, he was just I good bet, at it i bet you what it is is what people don't want to admit they want to call it they want to say it's because of the age but i think it's because it's people's lifestyle too like you were saying how like some the 25 year olds don't want to do it i think well, because they're, they're starting to think about the future they want to get married they want to have kids they, they want like a job that like they also don't have the same amount of free time as an 18 year old does yeah but they also don't want to go like start dating a girl possibly getting married like you're in your mid-20s that's kind of when people think about getting married to their mid to late 20s early 30s yeah that's when the relationships and the children or whatever happen couldn't be me but uh yeah well I'm, for me i'm just gonna wait until i turn 40 and then i'll go to that like russianbride.com <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no i think yeah i think it's definitely a, a mentality thing i don't think it has anything to do with their actual ability i think as players get older they realize holy fuck, I spent a lot of time just grinding the game to be good, where it's a lot easier to focus on just playing a game to be the best when you're young. Yeah. And then you start getting older and you go, okay, so I, now your brain starts thinking about money, your brain starts thinking about a house, your brain starts thinking about a wife. It's not fun to tell your fucking girlfriend's parents, like, they're like, oh, what do you do for work? You're like, yeah, I play call of duty i make 13 bucks an hour trying to stream yeah or, or like whatever bucks, 13 bucks a month trying to stream yeah either they're like oh what? so you can't take care of my daughter okay go fuck yourself like so, so you're homeless yeah that's what, like yeah. oh so you're upstairs in your mom's house still playing video games i'm like absolutely absolutely but yeah no i think it's definitely more of a, a people get in they get in when they're young they grind it to make a little bit of money and then they look for something more sustainable I want to say might not be the best word but they look for something longer term because they know eventually they can compete well i imagine the strategy. i don't think they they put an age on it but they know they can't compete in professional call of duty forever imagine the strategy nowadays now for the younger guys is like at 18 years old it's sad and especially how competitive things are now you basically at 18 years old have to decide what game you're going to play and then make that be your game until you're 23 and hopefully you build up enough of a fan base that you go on twitch and unless you catch a trend unless you catch a trend like there's people that you know uh well, nick Merck's perfect example played professional gears of war stopped playing professional gears of war and did gbs on call of duty and now he's one of the best console fortnite players in the world so i think it's also that's also a personality thing if you have the ability to tell your brain hey i can fucking do this you can fucking do it yeah that stuff really fascinates me is the amount of like fps players that went to fortnite and somehow became 
good good at it mm -hmm. is beyond my mind because like at the end of the day shooting is shooting you just have to learn a different mechanic obviously fortnite you have to learn how to build fortnite you gotta learn how to build you're dealing with first person versus third person yeah but i mean you still get a crosshair on your screen you still got to point the crosshair at people and press the fucking shoot button it's not really that like third person's easier in my opinion because you can do a lot more abusive shit with the third person. Then. Well, third person, I like it because you have you have more view. Yeah. You can see someone trying to flank you a lot easier. Yeah, and, than... and now think of a very good player using third person to his advantage. I guess so, yeah. Like, that's like the uh, thing about... I'll be honest, I think I just gave up Fortnite because I just my brain couldn't handle it. Bro, the first time the some dude built a castle on my face, I was like, this is not for me. Yeah. I mean, I, like, I kept up with it for a while. I think the other part of it was just none of my friends wanted wanted in on that shit. Like well, we, I was in. We were all struggles. We were all like just annoyed with it. Yeah, I it. was fucking in. Like I was good enough to consistently win games on PlayStation, not on PC. For yeah. those for those wondering, um, like when we were playing squads, we were still like we had like just the same amount of average wins in a squad than we do like in Blackout. Yeah, like you know, like I could definitely compete but in order to like improve and stuff i would need to continue to grind which it's hard to grind 100 percent solo yeah whereas if you have somebody who's passionate about the same things it's way easier to get on all the time yeah and have a you you both have the same fucking goal in mind so it's like okay we're gonna get better and let's fucking go yeah and like i have the exact same mentality where like i don't like to play games by myself no, I hate so it. Like, That's one of the things as I got older. I hate playing games alone. Yeah. It's funny because you grow up playing the... Single player. The, you end up playing Nintendo by yourself in your house. Yeah. And you figure you'd be comfortable with it. But now with multiplayer being as big as it is and having been playing multiplayer since like junior high or early high school. Was, and not only that, I think... Well, not I think. Uh, multiplayer is just the focus. Yeah. Less and less developers are are releasing story based games because I still like when Skyrim came out in 2011 or 2010, whatever it was. I gamed the shit out of that and I loved it. And like that was a game I had no problem sitting down by myself for. Okay, to admit, like on a weekend, sometimes like 14 hours when I was in school. Yeah. I'd wake up at you know whatever fucking like 10 a.m. Saturday morning at play till like fucking 3 a.m. And just like, you know, obviously you have breaks where I just eat or whatever, but if I had nothing to do all day, dude, yeah, I'm playing fucking Skyrim. I was addicted to Skyrim. Fallout 4, played the shit out of it. You read that too. It's the most recent case. But even to that capacity, um, we were still in a party chat talking. Yep. So there's still some sort of like communication. I think that's the biggest thing for me is like there's there's times where like especially for me personally on my stream. If there's like the odd time that I was playing a game that you that most of my friends weren't playing, after a couple hours, I'm like, yo, this is just depressing. I need to get out of here. Yeah, unless it's something you thoroughly enjoy. Like I can play Call of Duty alone, but I'm very quick to get angry with certain scenarios, like yeah. teammates or. And, and if your friends aren't there to like keep you. Uh, happy or keep me sane like keep, keep you know we, we talk shit even if like yeah if someone's in the party and we're just talking and laughing yeah. i'm less likely to get angry that you know buddy is running a fucking icr and using the grapple yeah. i'm like Arr! but if i'm alone dude i'm gonna be in game chat going hey fuck face 
<laughs> Are you seriously using Ruin running the ICR, you idiot? Give me that shit, I'm running the SOG, dude. Got me running Vision Pulse? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, yeah, that shit would piss me off. Um, I didn't even give you my prediction besides 100 Thieves. The question is, do I think Optic will choke this year? In champs, because they're notorious for choking in champs. Yes, Optic chokes in champs. I think, uh, yeah, I think Optic's going to choke in champs. Well, might not be considered choking. They could probably get top three, which might not be considered a choke, because they're not considered the best team in the game anymore. Yeah. Um, but if I'm not picking 100 Thieves, which everybody in the fucking world's going to do, um, I'd like to see E United win it. That's going to be my emotional pick, United. E is your emotional pick? That's yeah, a, I want to see I want to see Simp and Abizi get a chip in their first years competing. That that'd be pretty insane. The twins, that'd be dope. And then Clay would cry like a little fucking baby if he wanted. And yeah. I, well, yeah, that'd be funny. Maybe I'll keep an eye on them too. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know anything else in particular that I want to talk about with champs. Um. Did you want to just keep going on a tangent for a little bit more? Because I think we've been going for maybe an hour and a half. It's up to you. I'll do whatever. Um, I wanted to, I guess the only thing I'd be interested in talking about is like games nowadays. Are we at a point where you cannot play multiplayer games with randoms anymore? Um. Yeah. Because like you and I have been frustrated many times, and Stephen and I have also been frustrated. Many I get times very frustrated where with, uh, if we don't have a full team and we're with randoms, those that random is either not cooperating with the squad, or we're forced to be like, okay, we're not playing with randoms, and then you play at a disadvantage. You and I, and Brandon, are playing with a one-man disadvantage in blackout. Yeah. Um. Are we at that point now? We're like you need to be playing with your friends group and if your friends group aren't playing you don't have enough to have a full team you can't play that because you're not gonna have a good time i think it's it's getting close i don't think it's impossible like obviously it's not impossible otherwise nobody would be fucking playing i think if you're if you don't have a friends group that makes up 50 percent or more of the team your entertainment value in that is going to drop. Like if you're not playing COD with three people in a, in five v five or six v six, probably gonna it's probably gonna suck a little bit. Yeah. Like if you're trying to play, like you're playing World League, and it's just you and your friend, you got three randoms filling in, or maybe it's a squad of three on the other team. But like, you're gonna have conflicting strategies, especially in World League. Like you can't have conflicting strategies in World League. Everybody needs to know what the fuck to do. Otherwise, yeah. you're gonna you can get rolled. It doesn't matter. But for like public games, I think you need to make up fifty percent of the team. I definitely think uh, I definitely think they're still fun because it also depends on your friends group. Like if you have if you're playing with people you enjoy talking to and stuff like that, then f sure everything's fucking easy. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter if you're winning or losing too heavily, but yeah, it definitely uh, definitely hurts if you're less than fifty percent. Okay, and do you think 
with that being said do you do friends groups now have to be like texting each other be like hey guys tonight what do you feel like playing no i think uh i think you just got to add or subtract people in your group like if you notoriously have a friend who just does not want to fucking play you like slowly and surely stop inviting them to play because like you know what's the point in you being here if we're not playing the same game all the time like exactly like my point my point exactly is that like before i felt like you could be in a group with a whole bunch of friends and all be playing different games and no harm no foul but i feel like now at least personally for me there is a capacity where i have to coordinate where i go because if i feel like playing a certain game i need to make sure that i have enough people with me so that i can actually enjoy playing it mm -hmm. like if i'm playing apex i want to make sure i bring at least one more person yeah. if if and honestly there's been times where i pick the game that i'm gonna play based on who's online so like i'll check the friends list and like if i see two or three people online i'll go okay i'm gonna play blackout because we can maybe get a, a squad of three or a squad of four mm -hmm. whereas if i don't see one other person i might just go either play apex and try to get that person in me with me or i'll go to the i'll go to xbox and grind destiny because i can do sing, single player stuff there yeah so like i think another thing just with that is that there's we're at a point now where video games just with the growth that we've seen in in recent years probably since like 2012 um the games are becoming a lot less casually played and every major title that gets published is instantly thrown into we want an esports for this or something like like you're gonna get the guys that are sweats tryhards whatever word you want to use that's what seems to be the majority of the population there's less and less shittier players well, for lack of a better word there's i think there's less and less players playing more than one game i think that's why maybe you, that's why you get the really good players quote-unquote tryhards or the yeah. quote-unquote really good guys true is that people are people are fucking grinding playing one game yeah yeah, it makes sense. Like, I definitely feel like I'm putting myself at a disadvantage just from playing three games, and they're all FPSs. Like, I think, like, God forbid, I go and play uh, Witcher because I'd probably just make it incredible. It's incredible, it's but incredible. I feel like if I played uh, Witcher for a week and then tried to come back into Call of Duty, I'd be like fucking back to square one. You need back to square one. You'll you'll get back to where you were. It's, you're going to be rusty, 100%. That that happens with everything. You, your hands will get used to moving a certain way, and then you're going to be like, oh, shit, and then your brain's going to kind of like re-download what you used to do before, and you'll get back to where you were before, provided you didn't take way too long off. Yeah. But uh, I'm actually a uh, an advocate of playing other games for, like, the mental reset that you get, and also, yeah. like different games require different skills and like i'm a fucking nerd so i feel like if i'm playing other games i'm sharpening skills that otherwise wouldn't be sharpened because of constantly grinding one game yeah 
So, like, if you're constantly grinding Fortnite and all the fucking time you're cranking 90s and doing all this, like, insane mouse input or controller input, like, the amount of buttons you have to press in a minute, your average key presses in a minute. Yeah. And then you have to go play a game where you have to be, like, CSGO, where you have to be slow, calculated. I feel like good Fortnite players won't adapt to CSGO because of all the fucking crackhead spinning shit that they're doing that, like, they might be able to shoot the gun. But the whole slow place, so uh, slow pace strategy, thought, and like knowledge of the angles, like all that's There's they're twitching the whole. They're time. not gonna have it, so like they have to relearn how to play the game. And I think that's one of the deterrents you get from people not playing other games. But I feel like if you're playing console, there's there's only so many different ways that shooters can like change shit around. For the yeah. most part. Or not for the most part. R2 is always shoot. X is always jump. And then, you know, one of your reload buttons is usually square, circle. Yeah. Or whatever. Like, one of the side buttons is usually reload. So, like, for the most part, like, I mean, Destiny has the exact same controls as Call of Duty. Yeah. Pretty much. Aside from your special abilities taken up. Aside from specials, but. Taking up certain things. Black Ops 4. Yeah. Has specials and it's still the bumpers. The same thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, you know, your R1 is melee, like, because it's a melee ability, whereas in COD, my melee is circle. Yeah. And your melee is probably stick. But that's also button mapping. Yeah. Yeah, I re like, I swap, like, swap the controls to swap circle and the right stick. Well, it's funny because in Destiny, uh, there is a option to change your button layout to uh, traditional FPS, and it's the Call of Duty loadout. Yeah. Because there's no there's no point to change it. Call of Duty figured it out. Yeah. Call of Duty has the easiest, most seamless way to do everything. I say Call of Duty is the most comfortable. Yeah. I'd like swapping like back in the day when I was swapping between Halo and COD, my brain got fucked up. Oh, that hurts. Because Halo's controls like that hurts my brain. They're just fucking weird, man. Their aim in is hitting the stick, which is so uncomfortable. Like it doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Their grenade is L two or the left trigger, or whatever. Their melee and reload was like RB or R1. Like, it was just all backwards. You could map it to be different, but like, you couldn't get it to be COD. Whereas, like, for me, I was like, can't they just make, can't they, can't they just be COD controls, please? Yeah. And I'll fucking destroy. You, I, I realize you're never going to call them COD controls, but call them like traditional FPS controls, bro. I'm calling something. them COD controls, bro. <laughs> yeah. I'm calling them COD controls. Okay. Uh, so, I think I wanted to end this on a funny note. Uh, I'm not sure how this is going to show up. On the podcast, on the podcast, maybe I'll put it in the lower third and kind of like make it half see through so that we don't get in trouble. Just put it up there, bro. But uh, or we can just put it up there and see what happens. Oh, this? Yeah. You like, don't need to put it up there, but like I think we should just react to this. This is that. This is the uh, Ariana Grande music video. This song is good. That Courage made. This song is so good, man. Uh, I think it's gonna pop a commercial more than likely. Oh no. That's okay, it's muted anyways. Cause I can't play it through the TV because it's just gonna get picked up on the uh it's gonna get picked up on the on our microphones. Dude, if if somehow Jack ends up dating Ariana Grande, I'll be the happiest sad man you'll ever see. <laughs> One, because Ariana Grande will be taken. So sad for me. But <laughs> dude, that would be so funny. But like, just like, uh, 
Yeah, I think if I even saw like a clip of them going on a date, I'd have like the biggest smirk of all time. Just be like, yeah, thank Christ. And then like, did you see the the video on a hundred thieves where they made this in like thirteen hours? Where like they told the producers that they get it done in two days, and like they uh, only ended up having like thirteen to fourteen hours left. No, I did not watch that. Uh, it's on a hundred thieves. It's like a hundred thieves behind the scenes. <laughs> But like Jordan Fisher makes me laugh in this thing too. Yo, Jordan Fisher, man, his swagger is just unreal. He's a handsome guy. Like, imagine I could I could not even have the balls that run one earring with the long ass chain. No. Because like my dad is so traditional that he would probably think I'm a homosexual <laughs> for it. Yeah. And like nowadays it doesn't even matter. It's just a it's just a peach it's just part of your outfit. But yeah, my dad would be like, uh-uh, what is that? And like, try to rip it off my ear. Dude, I love Jack so much, man. He is so, like, unapologetically him. Like, he doesn't care. He gives no fucks. He's who he is, and that's it. And I yeah. appreciate that, dude. There's nothing worse than, like, fake people. Okay, this part where he falls in the pool. Did you see the clips that fans were already making on Instagram? Oh, yeah, with, like, the huge like, tidal yeah, wave behind the tidal wave Where the bomb goes off in the ocean. Yeah. And he goes, damn, you guys are quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that crap makes me laugh. And then, uh... But, yeah, and then... I'm just impressed with his career overall. Like... Jack is one is kind of like the equivalent of the American dream when it comes to gaming. He was a fanboy who uh, was making videos and eventually got an opportunity to be a caster. Yep. And then from there, he interned at MLG. Interned at interned at MLG. Yeah. Was given an opportunity to become a caster, and then from there, uh, as is as he got popular as a caster, ended up doing streaming. Got signed with with Optic, Optic Gaming. Is he the first like um entertainment streamer to be signed to a professional team? Cuz I don't hear about this too much. No, this uh th this has happened like this has been happening, happening now for the past couple of years. Yeah, it's over the past couple of years now that teams have been signing teams uh, have been signing creators. entertainment streamers as a, like don't get me wrong, he's a top of the one of the top players in Fortnite. So you could you could definitely call him a pro. Yeah, he could be considered a pro player. He could be considered a pro player, but he is entertaining. Yes. Like, it's, it's like the difference of, like, watching him stream versus uh, watching um, Aiden, who's, like, notorious for being a professional controller player on PC. And, like, Aiden, no disrespect to Aiden, but, like, when he streams, he hardly talks to his chat. He's focused on getting kills mm -hmm. and... Similar to Shroud too, like Shroud has been getting better, but like Shroud two years ago, barely acknowledged his uh, his chat, was focused on the gameplay, getting kills, and all his viral viral vids are him just doing nasty shit. Yep. On uh, on stream. So with Jack being a pro player who's more focused on entertainment, he's one of the first I've ever heard of. I don't know if anyone else came out um, before that. I know well, like Ninja was a Halo Pro on Luminosity <laughs> and then transitioned to full-time streaming, but still stayed under Luminosity's brand until he became Ninja. 
Yeah. And just said, all right, fuck it, I'm going to be ninja as opposed to, like, luminosity in my background. But, uh, I think what, uh, what has happened is the corporate side of these brands, like, teams, teams have traditioned, or, like, transitioned away from calling themselves, like, teams, and ex ad adopted just being a brand. Yeah. So having Shippian associated with them as opposed to just saying, like, hey, we're a professional team. The teams that really want to push forward, make lots of money and stuff, realize that they can't just be associated with a team and, like, just winning in events. Because you're not, you're not going to win. There's so much competition, you're not going to win every fucking event. It's impossible. Like, with the exception of Gears of War... A little bit of Halo were like probably the two that were dominated by one team heavily for a long time. Yeah. Um, but like, even like those are lower financially invested in esports. Halo didn't have a lot of like, didn't have a lot of backing. Gears didn't have a lot of backing. Um, but I think, uh, yeah, these teams saw the, the money you can make just based off content creation, thanks to. Optic being the first people who are like, it doesn't matter what we do at tournaments, we just need to get people watching our shit, and we'll run the world. And when Nadeshot and Hex were building Optic, like that's, it's a reason people are so many like there's so many Optic fans because they were the only team that people knew about. They knew that like Envy and all these other teams existed, but they didn't know the personality behind the people or behind the players. Yeah, and Optic was one of the first orgs to be like, okay. We're going to give fans like an inside scoop on what we are, what we're doing, and it took off. And then other teams or orgs were like, oh shit, this is what we should have been doing. So they want that personality associated with the brand. So I think orgs went out and were like, okay, we need a little bit of a lift in the entertainment world to show that we give a shit about personality. So they started picking up. I don't know who the first streamer was who got picked up. I don't think it was Courage, though. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that became the thing, to have streamers signed underneath a thing. And as long as both parties benefit, nothing wrong with it. Yeah. But, like, when you become a certain size, like, you see it now with, like, Nin thieves. Ninja. Yeah. And, like, Doc. You, when you're big, you don't need backing. Oh, I see what your point is. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to say how like uh, it's interesting now to see those pro teams who are now considered brands to start branching off and actually making entertainment mm -hmm. uh, divisions. Yeah. And so yeah, I'm looking forward to see what the future holds. And that's the crazy thing about like that video. Yeah. It, at the end, it even says a hundred thieves production. Yeah. So now they're a production company. Like they're moving the needle where it needs to be, whereas a lot of other teams are just happy staying stagnant and where they are but if they don't make some of the moves that other orgs are definitely going to step in and make they may be left in the dust well i think that's i think that's about it um yeah. hopefully you learned some shit hopefully yeah or hopefully. didn't learn some shit because we didn't really uh tell you anything crazy yeah we didn't really tell anything too crazy we made it we we predicted we're predicting a couple upsets. Couple. So we'll see what. But I don't think anything is 
like too shocking. No, nothing. It's like, like the most like, like what? It's like the 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 shock that has like the highest percentage of anything. Yeah, like it's, yeah. A, it's not like we're picking like a one percent chance of this is happening. It's no. like yeah, this upset has like a three percent chance of happening. Exactly. So, um, you want to tell any tell everybody where they can chat with you or check you out? Just hit up our Twitter, our random Nate's Twitter, or our random Nate's Instagram. We'll find it. Yeah. And in there. It's we'll super easy it. now. I added a banner with, with our faces. So if you're watching this channel and you want to check out our Twitter, you want to check out our Instagram, uh, it's the same logo that we have here. I don't know where's my finger. There go like that. There we go. You can check out that logo and uh, our banner just has the two of us. <laughs> so it's really easy to find us. Um, and then personally, uh, I still have my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash D. I have a Matthew. Twitch channel too. You have a Twitch channel too. Never use it though. We, <laughs> should, we should get you to use it at some point. At some point, yeah. Because we can even, uh, once we get you set up, we can have streams where people can watch both our perspectives. Yeah, you can squad stream on Twitch. Yeah. Word. Awesome. Well, we'll see you guys on the, on the next podcast. This is probably going to be in about, uh, a week because yeah it'll be after champs race after champs Sunday yeah I think our next podcast will definitely be a post champs talk post champs reactions prediction percentages that we failed or made yeah well and uh yeah well, run it up 100 Thieves let's win this shit yeah let's do this or hey Clay let's fucking go baby there we go okay yeah. Well, this has been the Random Nates Podcast with uh, Matt Diaz. It's your boy Cranium. All right, and we'll see you on the next one. Peace. Peace.